This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. It shall be seen in 2018. Uh, the, sub, the title of this message is a show, show all fall. Galatians 6 and 9 says, the Bible teaches us that there is a due time and at the appointed season we shall reap. Now we see this, uh, we don't need to hyper-spiritualize this, all right? Uh, there, there, there are... Uh, you know, life is segmented into sections, and there are these great big seasons. Like I'm in a season of life right now. My children are grown. My grandchildren are growing up. It's just you know the nest is uh, empty, so to speak. And now there's just you know she and I, uh, and that's not like the season that was before that when the children were still uh, at home and we were you know, graduating them out into life and different things like that. You, you see what I'm saying? There are those greater chunks of life. But we see, uh, we're reminded of the, the change, that life doesn't stay the same, that life cycles, that life it has a rhythm, that life has a, a continuance, that there's a circle uh, uh, of life. Some of you I know watch The Lion King, you know, Heard the song, the circle of life, you know. Uh, well, you know, they got that from God. There is a cycle and a circle uh, of life. And the, uh, we see this, the, the, the changing of the seasons, the cycling of the seasons, uh, is a spiritual law that's reflected in natural law. The Bible says that if you want to see God, it says all of creation testifies. It shows us the glory of God, the glory of God being who God is, what He's like. You know, if you want to see, God, you know, God's nature, then just look at His nature. He's a God of beauty. He's a God uh, of glory. He's a God of wonder and awe. Amen. Hills and valleys. Rainy days and sunshine, snow, and ice and sleet. And I mean so hot you can't stand it, you have to find a pool somewhere. Amen. But we see spiritual law reflected in natural law. And, and it's segmented like this, sowings, growings, and reapings. And Jesus taught this over and over again. It was this fundamental, it was the foundational teaching of the kingdom of God. And here's what we, here is what we are involved in, and here is what we are, are, are advancing, and we want to engage other people in the kingdom of God. Become part of the kingdom of God. Become a child of God. Let Jesus be Lord. Accept the wonderful offer of the cross that bought forgiveness, total and complete forgiveness of sin, freedom from shame and fear and guilt, brought to us, God uh, restored uh, to mankind what was lost in the garden, that purpose, the called according to His purpose, God's great plan and purpose for our life. The, the, the process of discovering how God made us, what He meant us for, how He uniquely gifted and has a unique call on your life and personally places you, even geographically, even relationally in the family, even, uh, even uh, dimensionally in time and history itself. God set you into His purpose. And it pleased him. It pleased him so much that, that, at, that he was busy uh, for five days, but on the sixth day he made man and went, and he called everything before man good, but when he made man and woman, he said, now that is very good. God's crowning achievement is you. Turn to your neighbor and say, just look at you. I see God. That's right. 
Amen. The Bible says you are God's workmanship. Be careful about criticizing God's workmanship. God delighted to make some of us tall, some of us small. Some of us wide, some of us, you know, not so wide. Amen. You know, be happy. Find some happiness in the workmanship of God in in your life. And it is an ongoing work. He's not done with you. You're not the finished product yet. But I'll tell you, fulfillment and satisfaction comes with engaging in that process of discovering, allowing God's shaping, allowing God's molding, allowing that growth uh, process, allowing God to seasonally bring more and more increase into our life. And that's what it is. You know, uh, the Bible teaches that there is the law of seed and time and harvest. That there's a cycle of sowing, growings, and reapings. You know, it takes faith for the sowing season. It takes faith for the growing season. It also takes faith for the reaping season. You know, 2018 is eight months old. The sowing and growing seasons are nearly complete. We've we've engaged in, even this summer, uh, 100 days to 100 fold. Now, don't misunderstand, you know, the summer, the growing season is is the 100 days to 100 fold. The 100 fold is a maximum result, maximum measure. Amen? Uh, the, The seed must go through, but also to the fullness of time and the fullness of fruitfulness, and then it is reaped. Amen. And we're not, and, and, and we finish this, uh, the finish line is September 4th. We're not long and not far from here. Isn't that true? This is the last Sunday in August, and I need you to see, uh, simply to be alert, uh, to be alert and aware and active and to see this season shift. And so, and in doing so, uh, ready, get ready, readying in these final days for the reaping. Prepare for the reaping. You know, uh, there, you're, you're, we don't get anything before it's time. Not the God things. Not the good things. We can try to do it for ourselves. But, uh, you know, but if he's the author and the developer and the finisher of our faith, we're following Jesus. Amen. And he is, in fact, the Lord of the harvest. He lords the harvest. We need the harvest before we ever plant the seed. Or we would never plant the seed. Amen. You know. And some need is greater than others. And how many of you have ever been, lived on, in, you know, uh, down Desperation Drive? Lord, I need to die yesterday. As a matter of fact, I need the seed. There's a real quandary between do I eat it because I need it or do I sow it and let God grow it and increase it? Anyhow, that's how life works in the kingdom. Now, you know... uh, uh, we're we're not so far. I, I, I liked it where where people would come and ask Jesus questions. Now there are going to be people uh, that that are always asking questions about Jesus. They have questions about. And one uh, uh, learned man, actually. I mean, you know, he was a religious man. He was a learned man in the the law, and he came to Jesus and said. Uh, and he said, uh, uh, he asked, what do I have to do to inherit the kingdom of God? And Jesus told him, do you know, uh, he said this, this is the, he narrowed it down to this. He said, you need to love God with all your heart, all your mind, all your strength, everything you've got. Give it all you've got. Love God. That's the first thing. And the second thing is love your neighbor as yourself. Don't just live for yourself. See, see, when you love God, let Him fill you with His love, and let, and let that love overflow into other. Let you you be loved, but then out of being loved, love. 
be an expression of God's law. And the man said to him, he goes, you, you've really spoken well. You've said well. And Jesus' comment was, because he spoke of that, it, it was real to him. It made sense to him. He caught it. Jesus was, the reason Jesus taught it was that someone might, like him, he caught it. And, and Jesus made this interesting statement. It's about the only place that you find it in the Gospels. He said, you're not far from the kingdom of God. So you're not far from the kingdom of God when you're asking questions. When people come to you with questions about the kingdom, about faith, about God, they're not far from the kingdom of God. Simplify it. Love God. Be loved by God. And then live a life of love. Showing God's love to others. This is the greatest thing. I said this is the greatest thing. <clears throat> you know, we can have a harvest though, uh, but it must be reaped. It requires faith. A harvest can be ready, but it, it requires... You have to rise to reap it. How many of you know that, that uh, uh, there can be a harvest in the field, but... Never be gathered in. And here's, here's the reaping of 2018. You, you and I, personally, each one of us, will reap your harvest of your own sowing. You, you will reap what you believe you will receive. We'll reap the... the a harvest of our own sowing and our own growing. Now, harvest is measured uh, both. Now, you can find this. Now, that's not that's not some some abstract statement that's just pulled out of the air and sounds good. Galatians, the sixth chapter, the ninth verse is what we started out with. But the sixth, the the seventh and eighth verse tell us that God is not marked. That not mocked. Pastor Sandy gave an encouragement by the Spirit of God. Said, "Don't be deceived. Don't be deluded. You know, uh, God is not mocked. He. This is a sign to every person. This. This is the kingdom. It's over all. It's over all. Everybody say the kingdom, the kingdom. is over all. Now, what kingdom is he talking about? He's talking about God's kingdom is over." It has authority and it rules over all. Well, I don't believe that. Now look at the devil. Now remember the devil, you know, the devil deceived Eve. And Adam took a bite too. He bought into this thing. Are you listening? And they lost the lease. They lost a lot more than the lease on this planet. They lost their standing with God. They swapped God, so to speak. They, they, they swapped rulers. God would not rule over them any longer. Are you listening? The devil had dominion over them. The devil would rule over them. All right? Uh, so, you know, uh, uh, the lease isn't up yet. The lease on this... Uh, the, the, the lease on the planet isn't up yet. But I'll tell you what now, his stranglehold on mankind has been dealt with. You don't have to be dominated by the devil. All you got to do is in a moment say, I want God, I want to change. I, I want the Lord, Master God, of. I want the God who loves me. The Bible says, in. I mean, it says you will be translated out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of His dear Son. You don't have to stand in no immigration line for a long time, fill out a bunch of forms. There's no waiting list where that is concerned. It is in the moment that you believe that you receive brand new life in you. The moment you say yes to God, God says no to the devil and jerks you up out of that thing so fast, I mean the devil didn't have time to think about it twice. Glory be to God. Now I felt God all over top of that. 
for whatever. And I realize when you get people that near to the kingdom of God that they're asking questions, simplify it. Tell them they don't got to jump through a bunch of hoops. They don't have to wait all day. They don't have to go through a class. They, all they got to do is say, Jesus, come into my life. Jesus, I'm ready. And reap the harvest that are white to heart, where they're white and ready right now. Because they are out there. Amen. And God needs laborers, doesn't he? Now, uh, a harvest has, we can measure harvest, can't we? And, And the broader sense of it would be this, both in quantity and in quality. All right? We work with these two words uh, where measurements are concerned more and better. Quantity is more. Quality is better. Oh, honey, in God and with God, there's always more and better available. You, you, don't, you don't somehow arrive and then stay at just, the, at just being born again. We grow. We desire the sincere milk of God's word. And we grow. Amen. Are you listening? Boy, that went over well, didn't it? Because we're, 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 you know, we're really running cross culture in things because, you know, a lot of folks, you know, just uh, want a God of their own making. And we want a God who makes us like him. We want a God who made everything. Everything was made by him and everything was also made for him. Including, look at your name and say, including you. Including you. Including me. Amen. So if it's available, it's accessible, I should, you know, I should take action on that. I should be ever... Ever growing. Yes. Ever in the cycle of increase with God. Because yes. God's a God of increase. Yes. Well, just look at how it first started with one man and one woman naked in a garden. <laughs> I mean, look at all the busyness. Look at the, the original, the original uh, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth and have dominion. Look at God taking up all kinds of spots and spaces. Growth and increase. That's all God. All things were made by Him and for Him. Progress is God. Amen. Well, a harvest is also a time of assessment where we see the fruits. We can measure. They're measurable. The fruits of our lives and the fruits of our labor. Harvests do show all, don't they? They show all. Now, I want to read... Uh, 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 I want to read to you uh, real quickly out of uh, Galatians here just a moment. Uh, it is a, a, a assessing and a harvest is a truly learning uh, uh, opportunity. It is a, a place where we can gain insight and understanding and wisdom. Because we have the evidence and we have the, and we have the proof of what produces what. Of what produces and what doesn't produce. What works, what doesn't work. When we're talking in relation to, you know, the kingdom of God in our lives and through our lives. You know, uh, uh, you know the Bible talks about um, in, in trying to help us to grasp a spiritual truth in the natural, through natural things. He talked about a harvest of wheat. He talked about a harvest of weeds. Now one, uh, you can make good bread out of. The other one, David talked about it in Psalms, is famine bread. You know, in years past during certain hard times, people have eaten sawdust. I mean, it'll fill you up, but it won't do you much good. Hmm? We can fill our lives up with stuff are you listening? We can, you know, we can sow or not sow. We can grow or not grow. But eventually it will show. 
what we've been doing, what we've been saying, what we've been thinking, what we've been believing, what we've been choosing. Amen. All right. Uh, and I, now I need to read this because, you know, for every, uh, you know, for every uh, positive, there's a negative that balances that up and vice versa. And never all by theirself. Life isn't all positive. Life isn't all negative. Isn't that right? Um, and the blessing, if the blessing is in a circle just outside of that circle, is the curse. If, there, if, if, if God is light and we're the light of the world, uh, you know, uh, just, um, just outside of that spotlight of your life. Are you listening? There's a spotlight on your life. You, you have the light that you have to walk on the path that you're on. The good news is this is the greatest floodlight that you can get. The Bible says this, if you're in the dark about some stuff, God will light you up, so to speak. You can get in here, he'll shed some light on it for you, amen. His word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Now, uh, so here's the flip side of this, okay, because he, not, not because I say so, but because God linked it together, you know. We read the end from the beginning. He said, now, I want you to understand, there's a due season. There's a due time and there's an appointed set season where you're going to reap. All right? You will reap. Now here, but here's how he qualifies it. He says, don't be misled. Verse 7, 8. This is a message, Bible. Just listen. No one makes a fool of God. What a person plants, he will harvest. The person who plants selfishness, ignoring the needs of others, ignoring God, harvests a crop of weeds. And all he'll have to show for his life is weeds. But the one who plants in response to God, responding to God, letting God's Spirit do the growth work in him, harvests a crop of real life, eternal life. Amen? So it says, so don't, because this is true, so, all right? Here's what we say to what we just heard. So let's not allow ourselves to get fatigued doing good. At the right time, we will harvest a good crop if we don't give up or quit. All right? So at every chance, this is what Pastor Sandy was just sharing. So every chance, uh, right now, therefore, every time we get the chance, let us work for the benefit of all, starting with the people closest to us. In the community of faith. The people closest to you in the community of faith are those that are already in the faith, but those who are near to the kingdom of God and asking questions. How do you know if they're right? They're asking questions. Amen. All right. Oh. So he is Lord of... There is a Lord of the harvest and he sees to it. Amen. Psalm 65 uh, says this, verse 11. It says, You crown the year with your goodness, with your bounty, and with a bountiful harvest. So we look forward to this show-off fall where God's going to show up. And He's going to show out and God's going to show off. He always does His goodness and His grace. And He has a plan. You know, I don't know. You know, there have been some... Uh, there have been some uh, some times of harvest in my life where I, I had to assess some things. And the Bible teaches that. It says over in, uh, I believe it's um, uh, Habakkuk, I believe. Joe can correct me. She knows the scripture. I thought she's preached it here in the church. But it says, uh, basically God was saying, listen, I need you to examine your harvest. I need you to consider your way, uh, what you're doing. All right? I, I need you to consider that, he said, because, he goes, you say that it's not time to build my house or be involved in my purpose. He said, but you're all wrapped up in building your house, your own purpose. And he said, here's some of the signs that, that will help you to assess, you know, where you're at. Whether you've got more 
whether you're more involved in my purpose, what I meant you for and made you for. Remember, we're God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works that they wouldn't just be a project list hanging on the wall, but that we would actually do those good works. Just smile real big. No one will know anyone's talking to you right now. Let me give you a common question out of conviction. Were you talking about me? Or are you there? Are you here? Probably. Amen. It's probably for us, right? I said it's probably for us. Remember, this is a year where we're down to the doing. Thank you for that one. Amen. Yes, Pastor, we are down. That's where the blessing is, is in the doing. Amen. The activation is in the action. Until we take action... It's not faith. If it has no works, it's not really faith. All right. Uh, He said, this is is what you know. He goes, you'll sow a lot of seed, but you'll only reap a little harvest. You'll put a lot of money into the bag, but when you go to look for it, a bunch of holes, the money just went here, went there, went everywhere. Okay, Uh, this is our prayer, amen. May, uh, the good news out of that is simply this, you know, if you don't, if if in this harvest season you take an assessment, I mean, you know, the the gate gets unlocked, you walk in and, you know, you've got more weeds than wheat. Uh, Eat the hay, leave the sticks. Get what you can out of it. Learn from it. I said, really learn from it. Yeah. And, and thank God that, that we can do different, we can do better. And, that, and harvest time is the greatest time uh, to do better. If, you, if you're in a, a time of little harvest, you know, in your situation, let me give you some good news uh, here because this is our prayer. I want you to turn over to Matthew 20th chapter and then we'll be finished right quick. Are you getting anything out of this? I didn't really want to holler today. I just wanted to have a conversation with you and see if we could make some progress uh, here and move the marker for our lives. Amen. Now, uh, Matthew 20, just hold your place right there. This is our prayer for you is that you would reap bountifully. Bountifully this year. No, And here's some things that we want to reap. We want to know God. So wherever you're at, whatever the situation, listen, how God turns everything that's bad for good is that despite everything else, I'm going to know God in this. I'm going to come out with more of God, not less of God. I'm going to know God and I'm going to learn Him and His ways and I'm going to have more and better in my next cycle. And the good thing about, you know, aren't you glad that you can succession plant? Some of you just, you spend too much time at Walmart bringing home styrofoam packages wrapped in plastic and boxes with, with, you know, processed stuff in it. Real food comes out of the ground from a seed. We're so far removed from reality, it's not funny. And here's the problem is that we have a consumer mentality. Is it just like Walmart? We'll, we'll come to, or Piggly Wiggly, we'll just go to the church and get everything we need. You're going to get seed to sow in your ground. And you've got to learn how to make it grow. or how to. Now listen, God's the one that makes it grow. But now listen, if you throw it down out back on the, you know, uh, uh, on the sidewalk, it ain't going to grow there. God will try hard. He'll send the rain and wash it off into the... You know, uh, into the grass, but you know the dog pees over there. It ain't, you've got to be careful with You've got to understand some stuff. Amen. Huh? Not only that, you know. I mean, you know your precious stuff. Your husband know, don't know the difference between, a, you know, a, a weed or a flower. He's liable to run the weed whacker along that sidewalk. And you took all that time and, you know, wildflowers. Oh, joy, joy, joy. And he whacks them down every time they come up. 
You've got to have some understanding. A pastor feeds you knowledge and understanding of how to do life. Not how to do a meeting, but how to do life. Not how to just... Are you listening? Not how to... Not, not how to have an event, but how to have a happy process that you make progress in and you come out on the other side. Listen, prosperous, advantaged in advance. I mean, something to show for your life. Then just running from this one to that one, chasing some miracle somewhere. Listen, there, there's a miracle in every seed of God's Word. There's a life impregnated in it. A miracle happens when you get it in the good ground of your heart and you cherish it and you believe and you have an expectation and you water it with prayer and you watch carefully over it and you keep the dog from peeing on it. You stop the buzzards from plucking it up. You work with God. Takes the mystery out of how God's going to do it. He's going to give you the seed of it. And you and Him are going to grow it together. And you and Him are going to rise to the reaping of the wonderful harvest of it. And that, my friend, will happen every time. There's no guesswork in that. When you drive to Piggly Wiggly and hope somebody did it for you because you need some. I've got my own hog. We're going to have pork chops tonight. Got my own cow. We're going to have beefsteak tonight. Growed my own squash. I know where it is. Right at hand. Right out the back door, right where I planted it, right where I put a fence up. Anyhow. There's some stuff you're waiting and wanting God to do, and God's saying, He he provides seed for the sower, which will become bread for the eater. If if you stay in a... Who? Listen, let's just look at it purely economically. The consumer has to pay for everything. The producer gets paid for everything. The consumer, if are you listening? And, and we live in a culture that's a consumer. It's a consumer culture. The, the Chinese right now are happy. Their middle class has grown. They're buying the beef and the corn. And the... Are you listening? And we're producing it. And we're buying all that other stuff back that we don't produce. See, if you don't produce it, you got to cons- you're a consumer. If you're not a producer, you got to cons- you become a consumer of what you don't produce. Well, God never intended. Read the scripture, Second Corinthians uh, uh, nine and verse number eight down there. It talks right on top of the law of, of sowing and reaping and giving and all that kind of stuff. It says, "And God is able." And I'm going to paraphrase it. For he says, God is able, doesn't matter what's going on all around you. If he'll make you a producer, you will never have need of anything. You will, be, you will produce enough that you'll have an abundance and you can, amen, bring praise and glory to God, help people and, and cause, uh, anyhow. Got way over in the weeds where that's concerned. All right. Uh, knowing God. We need to not just know about God and what God does, but we need to know how God does. God's ways, all right? We, our prayer is that you'll have just truckloads of truth. And I pray hard over this, that you'll have truckloads of truth. Really, truck, 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 truckloads of truth. Amen? I don't know if you've ever loaded a truck before, but tractor trailers take some time to load. Amen? Not a Tonka dump truck in the sand, sand lock box. I'm talking about, you know. And not some of this stuff they call a truck today. Have you noticed that the cabs have gotten bigger and the beds have gotten shorter? Yeah. <laughs> truck loads of truth. Working words. Listen, 
and you'll find freedoms that you've never known or experienced before. I pray that you will delight greatly in discovering God's purpose, your gifts, your callings, God's workmanship in your life, how he made you and engage in that. I pray that you will, uh, that you will enter in and have the joys of enjoying the works that you were created to do. Boy, the, the real satisfaction is not in consuming honey. It's in producing. It, it really is. It's in giving, not in getting. I'm serious. Try it sometime. You were created to be a giver, serving, laboring, sharing in uh, the rewards of reaping people for our lives. Because everything is about people. Everything, everything that is created was for people. Amen. It was for you. Uh, it, was, it was for you to, to work with God, taking all the vast resources of heaven and earth that are available to us to serve God and to serve people with. Amen. You will always have everything that you need and more than enough in abundance, listen, to serve God and to serve people. Now, so, now listen, we need to discover this. And how we discover this is find out, listen, you know, you are invaluable to uh, the kingdom of God. In verse in 20 in this, it says, The kingdom of God, God's kingdom is like an estate manager who went out early in the morning to hire workers for his vineyard. They agreed on a wage of a dollar a day and went to work. Later, about 9 o'clock, and on and on, uh, noon he went out, 9 o'clock, uh, and then he went... Uh, uh, and then he went out at 5 o'clock. The purpose was he needed workers. He needed workers. He has this great harvest. He's, not, he's got the funds. He's got what he needs. But he needs workers, people that are willing to go, that will agree with him to be hired. Now listen, to be hired is a form of acceptance, isn't it? Isn't it a form of acceptance? He's saying, I think you've got the goods. We could work together. I'll pay you. You've got what I need. I need a worker. I've got a harvest. I'll pay you well. I need a worker. You know, and evidently, now listen, don't despise. When I said don't, you know, be careful about being negative about the workmanship of God, you automatically shift that to thinking about somebody else. What about you? What about how God made you? What about what you do? Who you are? What's inside of you? The, your words and your works in line. No, you don't have to. We don't need a. We don't really need any more preachers. What we need is 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 politicians. We need lawyers. We need doctors. I'm talking about godly folk, people that are kingdom people, to invade and to go into the harvest field and reap and pull out. Are you listening? And take over, fill the earth and have a dominion. That's what we need. We need school teachers. We need, we need factory workers. We need people that are going to stand in their spot and give glory and honor to God. That God is with them and they're with God. And people see that. And when they ask questions, they're ready. They're near the kingdom of God. That's what we need. Are you listening? Wait 40 years for your spot to play the piano. Never took a lesson, but you just know you could do it. Maybe you can. I don't know. You know what I'm saying, though. Yeah, but there's someone. Can't you employ who you are? He went out to employ them. At 5 o'clock, he came back, and he said, Why are you standing around? Oh, that, that, probably, should be, that probably should be the subtitle of the title. Of today. Why are you still standing here? And they said, nobody employed us. He said, go to work. But you know, if nobody will employ you, you know, doesn't it say, maybe I'm unemployable. Maybe I'm not necessary. Maybe who I am and what I have is not required. Not in the kingdom. I mean, he, God, is, God is going out at 9 o'clock. God's showing back up three hours later at 12 o'clock. God's going out at 3 in the afternoon. God's going out in the last hour of the day, 5 o'clock. I still need folk. 
The harvest is great. I need, there's still room for more workers. Are you listening? And here's the good news. See, you know, if it didn't take you long, you know, in your little, uh, you know, in your little endeavor, you know, your little, your little uh, plot over here, you know, get the good out of that and go stand in the square and say, I'm ready. Amen. I need a job. I need to work because workers get paid. They get paid. And listen, and, and the issue with the people that had bore the brunt of the day, had worked the brunt of the day, amen, is that somehow, you know, people like me and Miss Sandy, you know, uh, not her so much, but me, but sometimes people like, like that have been in the church and have been working and laboring and doing everything, you know, and, and have had to wear all of the hats, we get resentful sometimes. Oh, sure, now. Now you want to come. The work is done. Sure, where were you? Where were you? Where were you when I was sweating, changing diapers, smelling stinky stuff in the little children's? Where were you? Oh, sure, showed up with a bottle of Coke at the fellowship and ate four pieces of chicken and got a to-go plate home, to go home with, not for just for you, but for, uh, but for Chiquita and them. And left us to do the did. Where were you? And here's Jesus. Is there any more size Chiquita? Is there any more size Chiquita and them? Who's the them? Listen, be, listen, have some more fried chicken. Tell them good stuff's happening. Tell them we feed the hunger. Tell them we want you to come. We want you to enjoy the good stuff. Tell them any way, shape, or form. We threw a party, had more than enough. We wanted them to come. We're sorry they didn't come. If you want, we'll send portions to them they have. Where were you? And you know, we'll, we'll voice that. Well, they said, you know, what? They get the same amount? So when they got up there, they thought they would get more. And they got the same amount. And Jesus said, and Jesus, it was so interesting, the Spirit of God said, the great reversal. The first are last and the last are first. Because there's a reward in serving. There's a reward in serving the master in, the, in his purpose. Listen, and let me tell you what that reward is. That man gave it all for all of us. That man believed for people for his life. And if I can be any kind of part of that or any kind of help of that, are you listening? That's what I want the glory to go to him. I want people to have the same reward that I have. I want them to know God. I want them to know God personally. I want them to know his goodness and his kindness, his protection and his provision, his loving kindness that is greater than life. I them to know that. I'm not glad that they don't know and are being destroyed for that. Oh, we're headed for a wonderful time. So whether you have whether you gather little or whether you gather much this fall. As the scripture says, he that gathered little had plenty. And he that gathered much didn't have any, uh, didn't have any left over. Why? Because we shared. We're going to share in the goodness of God. Because God's going to be good to all. He's not going to be just good to everybody that's here. 
Even to us that sometimes say, well, where were they? You know we paid for that chair you're sitting in. We're paying for the... You know, life is more than money, isn't it? If you measure everything in money, you are going to be very disappointed because your pockets are going to be empty the day they put you in the casket. If they stuff them full of money. Some grave robber will dig it up. Oh, they filled that casket with all their money, buried them with their money. Somebody thinking, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't even need to leave the sod down there. I'm going to come back tonight with a backhoe and old Susie Q. We're going to empty that thing out, throw her out on the ground, let her rot. I'm going to waste that money. Because there'll be someone more greedy than you. <laughs> someone that loves it more than you do. Go to all kinds of evil. That'd just be evil, wouldn't it? All right, we're done. Pastor Ron's going to come, and uh, we'll close this thing on out. I'm ready to reap. There's just wonderful expectation of an expansion. A harvest is an expansion of the seed. I see my eyes and I know yours are going to be because we go in front of you us first but I see things I've not been aware of I see I see them as possibilities and options I see more not less I see better I see days ahead that are full of joy. Didn't know God could be so good. Just didn't know God could be so good. You haven't lived till you till you stand in 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 natural nothings and the God who's really something comes and says, Let's sit, let's dream together. I want you to imagine what it'll be like you and me together working, walking, having it all. Just just think it. I'll do it. Just dare to hang. Just, Just throw your rope around the stars and I'll pull them down. before before that little seed that we started with oh you'll look around and there they'll be all around the table there the barns will be full the vats will be overflowing there'll be joy and then we'll get ready to do it all over again hallelujah happy blessed the one that even today that goes forth with precious seeds. You know, sometimes what makes them precious, they're few. But think about what you have in your hands and in your heart. Think about what God can do with you. What God can do if you'll give it to God. You'll work with God and walk with God and, let, and, and watch God work. Think about what your life could be like, would be like, listen, should be like. Dare. I know the plans that I have for you, says God. Plans to prosper. Prosper you and do you good, not evil. Plans to prosper you. Plans to prosper you. Prosperous plans. Prosperities of the spirit. Prosperities of the soul. Prosperities in your body. 
What a God, what a God, what a God. And you're about to see him in full, blown, full-fledged, show-off hall. When God says he crowns the year with bounty. He crowns the year with goodness. One translation says he crowns the year with the bounty of his goodness. Oh, stand up with me if you will. Do you know this good God? Have you received, have you believed on and received this good God? I want to invite you to do so right now if you haven't. Just say this prayer with me. Open your heart. Mean it in your in your heart. Bring yourself as much as you know how. I tell you, God will not reject you, but He will receive you. Say this, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. I want you in my life. I want you as my God. I want to receive the forgiveness of sin, the freedom from shame and guilt. I want to discover your purpose and your will and way for my life. I want to serve you. I want to make a difference. I want people for your life and people for my life. Come have me, Jesus, right now. Have all of me. I thank you for it. Amen and amen. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.